0: every single week i come on here and i tell myself what's the point what why do i keep following a team that's only just going to disappoint me every single week yet here i am episode 169 this is the cowboys versus Seahawks review Let's begin Woo is the boy baba let's come through ever clutch Flawless is give me touch is your boy baba let's yeah i need that hot take i need the truth and everything that is not fake so tell me who's the god Baba Bunch welcome back to another episode of the Bubble let Sports Podcast Episode 169, like I said earlier, the Cowboys versus Seahawks review. If you're watching this right now, you're seeing, you're seeing excellence. You're seeing the brand new shirt. And yes, I know, there are more buttons to this shirt. But do I care? Absolutely not. So as we go along, you're going to see more, more of a little sugar underneath this shirt. But I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I have the new desktop setup. I got two monitors, guys. It makes it so much easier to look at info. Look at... Look at stats. It's phenomenal. You got a little bit more of the background. This is my whole room. But you get the DAC. You get the Mexican uh, flag. You get the air purifier. How about that? And the mini fridge on a table that's not stable enough to hold it. But fuck it, right? So, anyways. New setup. But same old shit out of the Cowboys. How about that? Oh, God. Where where do we start when, I, when i'm looking at the team stats uh, at just the overall like box score in front of me right i'm seeing a team that is so much better than what it shows on the field on paper this team should be one of the best teams in the nfl think about it think about it let me just go through the team stats real quick first downs cowboys had more Passing first downs, Cowboys had more. Running, or rushing first downs, Cowboys had more. Third down efficiency, the Cowboys had a higher percentage. Fourth down efficiency, they were both 100%, but the Cowboys had two out of two rather than the Seahawks that had one. Total plays, the Cowboys had more. Total yards, the Cowboys had more. More passing yards, Cowboys. More rushing yards, the Seahawks. But rushing really didn't matter in this game. And then the Cowboys had more sacks. The time of possession was relatively closer to the Seahawks, but nothing extreme according to some of the other games for the Cowboys. But what's the main difference here, guys? It's the penalties, which extremely went in favor of the Cowboys with a lot more, and turnovers. Penalties, Cowboys had 10 for 59 yards. Those are huge, huge penalties. Turnovers, three. And dumb mistakes shooting yourself in the foot is what ultimately killed this dallas cowboys team in a 38 to 31 loss to a hot uh, seahawks team you can't help but to feel sorry for this cowboys team always shooting themselves in the foot but who else is there to blame other than the cowboys themselves look i i if you if you follow me on twitter I will be super critical of this football team because I know the potential. I have seen them at their best. I've seen them at their worst in my 22 years of watching football. And do I see any difference from what I've seen the last 10 years with Jason Garrett as their head coach from what they are now with Mike McCarthy? Nothing's changed. Absolutely nothing's changed. Same issues on offense, which are... which are so simple to fix, but the Cowboys just don't do it. And defensively, they cannot catch a break. They cannot get a stop. And they cannot get off the field. And the mistakes just pile on day in, day out, that seem to not be fixed in practice. And the biggest issue of them all is the Cowboys not recognizing these issues, which we'll get into later on in this podcast. Look, they're one and two. And it's barely week three, I get that. But how many times did we say last year, watching this Cowboys team, let's say week seven, week eight, right after their bye, they're going to be fine, they'll get their injuries prioritized, guys will come back, they know their problems, they know the issues, they will only get better from here and make a strong push to the very end. What are we hearing now? The injuries are piling up, so when the guys come back, they'll be better. It's only week three, so it'll only get better for them, especially going into bye weeks and fixing those issues, recognizing the issues, and adapting from that. They will only get better and make a playoff push to get into the playoffs. Well, here's my analysis on that, and that's my opinion on that, is the injuries will continue to happen because this is a very injury-prone team. Much like the, the Eagles, this team is significantly worse when one or two guys go down. That is just the way that it works. The Cowboys rely too heavy on main guys like Sean Lee, like Lane vanderish like Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith. Without them, it is going to be a struggle. And you can look at the positives, yes, You can be positive, you can be reinforcing, you can be optimistic. I get that, and I want to be as well. I went into this game thinking there's no chance they win this football game, and it'll be a high-scoring game, but I think the Seahawks can score 40 on that. They score 38. The Cowboys, in, in some parts, they look like a great offense, one of the top offenses in the league, and they can make stops when they feel like it, but ultimately this defense is an anchor and it's going to be the nail in the coffin for this team while this offense is only trying to keep up it is only trying to get back into the games and that is not a formula to win so let's let's think about the main things that happened on sunday that caused this this team to go one and two and lose in a horrible fashion Let's just talk about those three plays. The blown coverage against Tyler Lockett, Trevor Diggs playing one-on-one with him, thinking he had safety help. We all think he had safety help, but Mike McCarthy says, well, it's kind of both. We like to do one-on-one, but he also did have safety help, and the safeties do not, do not recognize any deep threat. Yet, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are one of the deepest threats in the NFL. They... Are oblivious to the fact that Tyler Lockett's running 20 yards behind him and Trevon Diggs is 5 to 10 yards behind Tyler and that is a blown coverage easy touchdown for Russell Wilson who had a pretty good day let's just say that uh, to say the least next play Tony Pollard gets the kickoff return bobbles it and it lands at the one he hesitates and he doesn't recognize that he can't go back in because it's already out so he recovers it at the one-yard line, giving the Cowboys such a horrible, horrible field position. And of course, in the next play, Zeke doesn't recognize the blitz, doesn't recognize the scheme defensively. He doesn't expect the linebacker to come to him. He can't cut. He can't get out of it. It's a safety, and it's a nine-point turnaround for the Seahawks immediately. And one of the tweets that I saw yesterday from one of the reporters is that that's a 9-point turnaround and a 7-point loss that kills the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the day. It's dumb mistakes like that. It's dumb mistakes on special teams who did not play well at all. You have a missed extra point, a missed field goal with Greg Zerline. One of them was blocked. One of them just doinked. He doinked it. He doinked it. Son of a... He doinked it. Um... You also have the kickoff return making mistakes. Punt returns are just horrible to watch at this point because you you love to see CeeDee Lamb and even a little bit of Cedric Wilson in this game who do the punt returns and are so agile, so athletic that they can make a play happen and give better field position and a spark to this offense. And yet, when you have CeeDee Lamb have four Seahawks players in his face by the time he gets that ball, what chance is there CD to do anything with that ball with that return. There's none. There's absolutely none. And it's because of the blocking. It's because of no effort on the special teams. Not even trying to go for a block. It's horrible to watch. And for being the main reason why they won last week and winning the game winner with Greg Zerlin and that special teams unit, to come back this week and to have a horrible performance like that. I don't know who's to blame for that, because I thought John Fossil was supposed to be one of the best special teams coordinators in the league. He did so well with the Los Angeles Rams, and they were one of the best units in the NFL for so long. And he was the reason that this special teams was supposed to have optimism, hope at least, especially with the new weapons of CeeDee Lamb and using Cedric Wilson, Tony Pollard to their advantage. This team was supposed to incorporate one-third of what's important in a football game and make it from the worst in the NFL last year and for many years with Keith O'Quinn to now being one of the best because you have one of the greatest coaches or coordinators at that position and you have a great kicker in Greg Zerline you have a great punter in Chris Jones and a special teams unit that is filled with athletes yet here we are And they look just as horrible as they did last year. It's the Lions game all over again with these dumb mistakes, these holding penalties, these illegal blocks in the back, these botched punts and and kickoffs. And, And if you don't watch the game, if you don't watch the Cowboys play, you don't know how important that is to them. Yet they don't even realize how much of a problem it is and how impactful it can be to this offense and their field position. It killed them so many games last year, and it's killing them in games this year. It hit, it definitely hurt them against the Rams. And even last week, they had their moments where it didn't look good, and then this week just ultimately said to me that they don't know what they're doing. Coaching decisions as well. I, I mean, just the idea of Mike McCarthy not taking a timeout with just under two minutes to go, having all three timeouts, and letting the play clock and the game clock narrowed down to just over a minute and then allowing the Seahawks to punt is is terrible and and this is back-to-back weeks to where you see Mike McCarthy making bad decisions with the, the game clock with you know late situation game or clutch moments as as you could say and he fails again and then you also got to look at some of these plays that I thought you could have challenged, but he didn't. At the end of the day, probably doesn't mean a lot, but they build up and they add up after a certain amount of time. So coaching decisions and coaching staff, like we got to put some accountability on the table because Mike McCarthy has not been a great coach so far. I, I was so optimistic and I was so hopeful that Mike McCarthy would bring a different spirit to this football team and in some ways yes you can say that last week proved that if it was Jason Garrett maybe that game doesn't go their way but I'm a believer in the Falcons losing that football game rather than the Cowboys winning that football game because the Cowboys did not change anything that what they did last season they fall behind too early and their defense cannot get off the field and it's up to their offense to get back in that game that is not a winning formula and if you win some cool great That'll get you a few wins, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to divisional round, playoffs, championships, that will not work because teams like the Seattle Seahawks will not allow that to happen. The Seahawks played a terrible first half. It was very sloppy. Russell Wilson was not accurate. He missed a lot of throws. They played probably their worst half the entire season so far, and yet they were up in this game. And and the Cowboys were lucky to only be down one possession after the first half. Then you look at their defense. Mike Nolan needs a lot of questions answered after this week. Because I just don't understand how bad of a defense this can be. I tweeted this during the game. Remember the times when you had Brandon Carr, Orlando Scandrick, J.J. Wilcox, um, Morris Claiborne and the secondary was injury prone could not stay on the field and they gave up so many big plays because they did not they looked lost out there and of course Rod Marinelli in that scheme did not fit that at all and no matter who you had in there it wasn't going to work so now you have Mike Nolan with an improved coaching staff now you got Brandon Carr again Daryl Worley Jordan Lewis who just uh, oh god Trevon Diggs um xavier woods darian thompson and they look lost there's a lot of miscommunication a lot of deep passes a lot of big plays given up and a lot of injuries with uh, anthony brown Shadobi wuji not playing in this game but giving up the big plays. they look lost out there why is this all of a sudden a deja vu moment and i'm telling you right now that trevon diggs is going to be a good player He's having the rookie mistakes, which is fine. He deserves a little break for being productive against big-name wide receivers, including Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf this week. He did give up big plays. I get that. He's a rookie. Give him some time. There is no breaks given to Xavier Woods, Darian Thompson, Jordan Lewis, who have been in this league for many years and do not know how to play the position fundamentally. When I'm talking, we're going to get into film later on this week when I go over some plays that really hurt the Cowboys. When I'm talking about blown coverages, I'm talking about simple mesh crossing routes that the Cowboys do not know how to pick up. Post routes that Tyler Lockett is easily in the end zone and has a 10 mile radius around him before any of the Cowboys defenders are there. And Darian Thompson Xavier Woods not looking at the deep threats at all and not recognizing them and is allowing easy routes to be ran past them for 40-plus yards and and touchdowns all game long. Russell Wilson threw for 315 yards and five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. You know what the QBR rating for, for the Cowboys secondary is? I think it's like 136. 126-136. It's one of the worst in the NFL. It has to be probably the worst. It is not just a coincidence. This is a problem. This is a problem that needs to be fixed immediately. Look, I've been kind of hesitant to say, bring in Earl Thomas. Bring in somebody else. I wanted to give the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt and saying in training camp, Mike McCarthy loved Xavier Woods. He loved Darian Thompson. They've been improving. Not not having Haha clinton Dix, maybe they just did so well in training camp that they don't need Haha clinton dicks i want to know how bad Haha clinton dicks is at this point with seeing how xavier woods and darian thompson are playing xavier woods was among one of the best safeties efficiency wise in the nfl i'm not seeing that anymore i'm not i haven't seen that at all so i don't know where that stat comes from but i'm not seeing it And I don't think I'll ever see it by how bad they were playing on Sunday. Russell Wilson is the best deep thrower in the NFL. And you allowed not just a few, two handfuls of deep throws down the field that were easy. Blown coverages. Think about the red zone possessions by the Seattle Seahawks. And if they got down to inside the five, And they ran a play-action, a bootleg. And it's just a simple flat route by the tight end. Fake the block, get him off, flat route. I think the the Seahawks had three touchdowns like that. And it, it may be more. A flat route by the tight end. That simple. Nothing about it. And yet the Cowboys could not figure that out. That is sad. That is horrible. So the secondary is going to kill this team. And I'm saying this right now. Earl Thomas is in Houston. Visiting the Texans. I am calling up Earl Thomas right now. If I'm Jerry Jones. I will give you all the money in the world to come to Dallas. And take over for Xavier Woods and Darian Thompson. Please. I'm begging Earl Thomas to come to Dallas. I'm begging Eric Reed was being blackballed by the nfl to come to dallas i am begging any corner with some sense of coverage knowledge to come to dallas throw that to the side defensive line great they had four sacks how many of them were alden smith all of them three of them who else has a sack on this team everson griffin maybe one, two, this entire defensive line that was made to be a menace during the offseason with Demarcus Lawrence, Tristan Hill, Everson Griffin, Don Terry Poe, Alden Smith, uh, a returning Randy Gregory in the next few weeks. Alden Smith is leading the league in sacks. That's great. But if you really watch that game, how much time did Russell Wilson have to throw? They played this game in Seattle. Russell Wilson had enough time to come to Fort Worth, where I live, make himself a sandwich in my kitchen, head back there in Seattle, and throw a deep route to Tyler Lockett down the field. That's how much time he had to throw. I'm not exaggerating. It was sad to watch. My mom, that doesn't know anything about football, asked the question, why does he have that much time to throw? Well, that's a great question, Mrs. Lutz. I don't know the answer, but I think the answer is in those four linemen with the white jerseys called the Dallas Cowboys defensive line, the non-existent defensive line by the Dallas Cowboys. I've had people and and my supporters, most, um, most recognizable Dallas Hart, who is a big Cowboys fan, come on Twitter and tell me, look, it was a close game. That's all you could ask for. They, they stopped the run pretty well. Chris Carson only had 64 yards. They've been able to stop the run. I, I, I like that you're finding some good ways to look at this defense. But when you're looking at pass-heavy offenses, like the Falcons, like the Seahawks, even the Rams, who are still trying to figure out their identity on the running game, and... Jared Goff looked really good on week one. And they used all the weapons in the world. Pass heavy offenses. And you're giving up 38, 39 points. I'm surprised they only gave up 20 to the Rams, but it was week one, so they were a little rusty. They did look good offensively. And then this week, you're going against the Cleveland Browns, who could put up numbers. they, They have Nick Chubb, who is going to really test this defensive line, with the running game, but they also have a good play action going with Jarvis Landry with their tight ends, Austin Hooper, and they also have OBJ. Kareem Hunt is another threat in the backfield. This is going to be a good test for the Dallas Cowboys defense on the running game portion, but Baker Mayfield can take advantage of this weak secondary because Dobie and Anthony don't look good to go for this week. And you also have the injuries still to Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith. So that offensive line is going to be makeshift. We'll get to that in a second as well. But this defense is killer. This defense just doesn't know what to do. I mean, I see so many blown coverages. It looks like a peewee football team. And I, I can't tell I'm not trying to throw jabs at this team. But they are horrible on defense. It doesn't matter how many points you score on offense. Cowboys have scored 30-plus in both games. And that's all you could ask for out of this offense. And honestly, I I think Ezekiel Elliott played one of the worst games of his career and yet they still scored 31 points. Dak Prescott, thank you. The their the wide receivers look phenomenal. I I can't tell you great things or can't tell you enough great things about the the wide receivers. But it doesn't matter when you're giving up 38 39 points a week on average and you're making dumb penalties, you can't get off the field. Some of those penalties granted like the Illegal contact to Jalen Smith. It was just a little push. I mean, he literally tapped him. You can't do anything about that, right? But it's those holding penalties, those pass interference penalties, offsides, just dumb penalties that you cannot blame anybody else but yourself. Special teams defense, you guys played terrible, and you're the reason why the Cowboys did not win this football game. This was a winnable football game for the Cowboys because the Seahawks did not play well in that first half. And they hang they hung on the rest of the way. But this defense killed this game. Offensively, man, the only thing I have to say bad about this offense is the fact that they just get in a tunnel vision mode to where some plays they want it to work. They want it to work so bad and it doesn't happen. Hence the screenplay to Ezekiel Elliott. How many times did they run that? I want people that watch the game to count how many times they ran that same screen pass to Ezekiel Elliott. Whether he dropped the ball, it was completely executed poorly. Whether it just didn't come together like they wished or it just didn't go for a big play. I'm saying they probably ran that play 7 or 8 times. And it didn't work every single time. Penalties happened. The execution was terrible. There are some plays that the Cowboys just think works, and it doesn't. Yet they run a great type of design. Let's say a read option, or they even did the the option play to where Dak just takes it under center, runs to the left, and has the toss available for him with Ezekiel Elliott, yet he just keeps it and finds that first down. Those plays can be utilized so well in this offense, yet they only ran it maybe twice. And that was for a fourth down. So when they get creative, it's in the fourth and one situations. When if you ran it on first down, second down, they can just speak dividends and pay dividends, excuse me, for this offense to earn even more points, even more yards on a play. Their average yards per play were more than the Seahawks. How is that possible? How is that possible to where you literally play better offensively than Russell Wilson who had five touchdowns and you lose the game? You lose the game. Another play that just didn't work yet, they keep running it, is the inside zone or the power stretch play with Ezekiel Elliott. That was one of the plays that led to the safety. And yet they kept running it with a just make makeshift offensive line. We get to the we get to the point in this game to where it's Brandon Knight, Connor Williams, who deserves to be benched at this point. I mean benched beyond belief. Connor McGovern, where are you at? Then you had Joe Looney go out for a little bit, so then Tyler um uh biadash ba- a Dash There I've heard so many pronunciations about that. I apologize for that. I will get that sooner rather than later so you have Tyler the rookie in at center you have man at some point so you had Zach Morton and then you had Terrence Steele who got benched during this game uh he would he dealt with food poisoning before the game but I think it really had to do with his play so at some point when Jolene came back you had Brandon Knight Connor Williams you had Tyler then you had who was at right guard because Zach Martin was in at right tackle, right guard, It was Joe Looney, my apologies, Joe Looney had to play right guard, and then Zach Martin had to play right tackle, which he never had to do in his career, and somehow the offensive line played, played better with that offensive line, I mean, at the end, it doesn't matter when you lose, but they played better with the, the offensive line that just didn't make sense to me. With guys out of position. I don't... I don't know. But I'll tell you what, man. CeeDee Lamb? I, I, I want to... I, I should want some film on just body language. I can't tell you how nice it is to see a guy work harder. Like, the perception is he's working harder than he should. He, he notices the mistakes. He's learning from those mistakes. And he, he has such great awareness... Of the field finding the holes finding the gaps in coverage and recognizing when he needs to make a big play and make those big catches it was something that randall cobb lacked last year but cd lamb has stepped up so well in this offense in just three weeks and uh, look, look at his stats like cd lamb had five receptions for 65 yards i mean he had six targets so he was pretty accurate and i don't even think we've seen maybe A quarter of his potential as efficiency goes then you look across the board Amari Cooper with nine receptions 86 yards Michael Gallup who isn't given enough credit I keep telling y'all and I'm gonna keep telling y'all that Michael Gallup will have a better year than Amari Cooper and I think this game proves exactly why my argument stands six receptions 138 yards one touchdown nine targets Dak loved him later in this game but guess what Another guy that we talked about before the season even started. Give credit to Kevin. Give credit to me because I've been talking about this guy since 2018. Ever since he came back from injury, Cedric Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. Five receptions, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Big plays when he needed it to most. He made him look easy. Cedric Wilson is a dangerous mofo. He is a dangerous cat. Do not sleep on Cedric Wilson. But you're talking about guys that are second, third, fourth on the depth chart. Dalton Schultz also had a great game. He was efficient. He, he has hands. That one-handed catch to get the first down. Huge play for the Dallas Cowboys. I love these options. I love the variety in the receiving core and the tight end core. Dak Prescott, man, he had to throw he had to throw fifty seven times, four hundred seventy two yards. Back to back weeks, he throws for four hundred yards. You never seen it with Dak. Three touchdown, two interceptions. The the first one, yeah, I can understand because I I, I think uh, who was it? I think it was. I can't remember his name. I forgot. We'll look at it later in film, but. The cornerback just read the route so well, and I think Dak put it in the wrong spot. He had to put it perfectly on a slant route. That, I can understand. It's, it's a tough throw, but it was a bad decision by Dak. And the second interception, I mean, he just tried to make a play with six seconds, le- six seconds left in the game. And to, for him to evade that sack and to just give it a chance down the field, you can't blame him for that. I, You can't slander Dak. The only thing I can say about Dak that is pretty critical is that I do feel that his accuracy isn't perfect. Now that is a lot to ask for. I do feel like, like on that first interception, he did put it in a bad spot to where it was um it was behind the receiver. So you could put it in a better spot. Only other thing as well, like on curl routes or out routes, I do feel like the ball gets out a little bit too slow. And a little bit too late so the chance of the cornerbacks to read that and jump on it are higher with Dak I do see it with Patrick Mahomes and even these elite guys but I do see it a lot more with Dak so I wish he can get out the ball faster his velocity would be faster I know that's a hard thing to do but for now it's not an issue it's not a problem it is a little bit of a concern for me to look for in the future but I think overall Dak is the reason why they're in these football games Ezekiel Elliott played a horrible game this week, and it was up to Dak to find those receivers, build that relationship, and to take advantage of a weakened secondary for the Seattle Seahawks, who didn't have Jamal Adams in it, later in that in that game. But they were already banged up from last week's game against the Patriots, so... For him to put up these big numbers and to find the open receivers, take chances down the field with Michael Gallup. It was nice to see, and I hope that we can see more in the future. I think Michael Gallup is a stud, and anybody who thinks differently, come find me. Big trust, right? So, look, I think Kellen Moore and this coaching staff, Mike McCarthy, Mike Nolan, they need to take accountability. They need to recognize that some of these plays aren't going to work, and they need to adapt. To run the same screenplay multiple times more than a handful of times and the seattle seahawks team who recognize it so well and so fast just breaks it down easily and you can't even execute it at all without getting a penalty Th- this team needs to have more discipline and that's that's the problem that they had with jason garrett and i'm seeing the same problems i i, I love this offense i know it can get better and this is only a glimpse of what we can see so i'm really confident that this offense by the end of the year will be what it was last year it was atop top the stats it was higher rankings and dak prescott is going to have the stats to prove it and so are these receivers for sure and ezekiel elliott has tremendous potential this year to have his best year in the nfl so i'm not worried about the offense the offensive line will take care of itself please bench connor williams it's the defense, it's the special teams, it's the coaching decisions that are going to kill this team. And and time and time again, I will say, no matter who you have on the field, no matter who you have on the sideline, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones run this football team. And Stephen Jones on 105.3 The Fan earlier today said, we are not going to look at cornerbacks, we are not going to look at safety this week in free agency. We are good with what's in home. That is the problem. That is the... I mean, that is the the nail in the coffin. That is the coffin. is Jerry Jones and Steven Jones. For them to recognize that safeties and their secondary is one of the worst in the NFL... They cannot pick up simple packages. They cannot pick up simple routes. They're playing a cover to deep zone, and yet they're allowing 50-plus yard receptions. You are not playing fundamental defense at that point. Steven Jones and Jerry Jones know that, and this has been a problem for so many years, even with those earlier references to Brandon Carr, Morris Claiborne, Orlando Skandrick, J.J. Wilcox. Even a few years ago with Jeff Heath and Anthony Brown, J.W. Wujie, those struggles that they had last year. And not knowing what they had in the safety position. They just went with Jeff Heath because he was the only guy that was healthy, if he was healthy. And yet, after the worst performance I've ever seen out of a Cowboys secondary, to say, we're going to be fine, we're not looking outside... It's one thing to say, we're going to look. If it doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit. We're not going to put a square in a circle hole. I get that. But for you to not even look after this whole off season to where you're saying, oh, we're going we're gonna to go into free agency. We're going to look at the draft. We're going to get what we need, and we're going to focus on the defensive line. We're going to focus on wide receivers. They ignore the safety and cornerback and position. For most of that draft other than Trevon Dix. Reggie Robinson, he's a del- developmental guy. It's going to take some time for him to really find the field and get on the field. But you passed on Xavier McKinney. You passed on Minka Fitzpatrick last year in a trade. You passed on Earl Thomas in a trade, and he looks to be in Houston right now. You passed on Jamal Adams because you thought he would give up too much. You pass, you're you passing on Eric Reed right now, even though he can be a huge upgrade. You passed on Dix because he didn't think he was good enough. And here we are. Three weeks in. And it's only getting worse and worse at that safety position. Because you can make the excuse all you want. That it's a new scheme. It's a new system with Mike Nolan. It's going to take some time to develop. I'm seeing fundamental problems at that position that cannot be fixed by a scheme. That cannot be fixed by a system. It is the awareness and the lack of awareness by Xavier Woods and Darian Thompson. If your idea of improving and a impressive training camp is this to what you see on the field, God help the Dallas Cowboys when they have to play the Kansas City Chiefs, when they have to play Baltimore, when they have to play New England, when they have to play Green Bay, New Orleans, San Francisco, Arizona, who will take advantage of those weaknesses in the secondary. And for you to not even look, you are the problem. You will always be the problem because you don't recognize what this Cowboys team needs. You just want what you want, and you're not going to work for it. you got to spend money to make money. Look at the Chiefs. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. Look at the Green Bay Packers. Look at all these teams that are spending money, even the Rams, who have no money. But they're extending Robert Woods. They're extending Cooper Cup. They're getting all these running backs and keeping them. They're paying Jared Goff. They're keeping their offensive line. They have made it work on their defense, and they've extended Jalen Ramsey. Where is this money coming from? It's not a salary cap issue. It's an ownership issue. How does how does Jerry Jones, the guy who has all the money in the world, has the most valued franchise in in sports, cheap out on Jamal Adams? Cheap out on Eric uh, Earl Thomas, on Eric Reed, who's cheaping out on Dak Prescott right now. And he's cheaping out on not getting linebacker help, on defensive line help, because it's not working so far. Alvin Smith, who has not played football in five years, is your best player right now. Tristan Hill, who I thought was improving, had one of the most idiotic penalties and a personal. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness call on that two-point conversion that allowed Russell Wilson to get another chance, and then he decides to twist the knee of of Chris Carson. He's going to get fined, and damn right he should be suspended for that because it's a lack of awareness. It's a lack of of discipline, and that is a coaching issue. That is not a player issue. Coaching staff, ownership, take accountability. Because you're not doing it right now. Take accountability that you know that your secondary is garbage. Yet you're not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. So going to Cleveland, going to the Cleveland game, I'm worried. It'll be a shootout. Because the Cowboys offense will have a good day. I like the the Browns secondary, but they are banged up. So I like them though. So I don't think there is something to just sneeze at. I I am worried about this Cowboys defense. I am worried about this coaching staff. And I am pessimistic right now. I should be. Because I have watched too much of this Dallas Cowboys team to not recognize that they are the same issues year after year. It, It is... It is psychotic at this point. How oblivious this team is at not recognizing the issues and fixing those issues. Yet they think... The early part of the season will be fine. You said that all of last season. You said that all throughout the Jason Garrett era. And what has that gotten you in? Eight and eight season. So they can win against the Browns. So they'll be two and two. 500 team. You can win this division right now with a losing record. That's how bad the Eagles are. That's how bad the Giants are. And the Redskins, they're still trying to figure it out. That is sad that they can go eight and eight and still win this division. But they think 8-8 eight eight is going to be enough right now. And looking at their schedule late in the year, they play like this, which they will, because they're not recognizing the problems. This Cowboys team is going to be below 500. Below 500 is what I expect out of this Cowboys team, based on the first three weeks. And that is sad. That is absolutely sad. What what, what else do we need to talk about? Was that everything? I mean, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are just beast. Hopefully Chris Carson gets better. I'm sorry that Tristan Hill is a absolute idiot. Russell Wilson, I mean, that was my MVP. You know, it's it's great to have Russell Wilson as your fantasy quarterback and knowing that he's going against the Cowboys defense, there was no way I was benching him because I knew it was coming. And five touchdowns, three hundred and fifteen yards. Yeah, that is a. Uh, wow, he he he's good. That he's a good player. He's a good player. Did the buttons? Did I show a little bit of sugar? No, I didn't. Mike's in the way. I mean. I mean, it's it's just unacceptable. It, it's it's embarrassing to see this Cowboys team every week. Start off slow, look undisciplined, sloppy, lazy. And then they give you a glimpse. They, they give you that, that just that little hope. Like maybe, maybe the worst has gone. Maybe they played their worst first quarter of all time last week against the Falcons. Okay, maybe they played one of the worst first quarters in this game. But then it just continues to just roll on. The mistakes keep happening. The penalties just, just just, flood in. Ten penalties, guys. That's horrible. Three turnovers. You just can't do that. You can't do it. And then you, you get your special teams who takes away points. They put you in a bad field position. They have penalties across the board. It's the same shit every year yet nobody cares nobody considers changing that they just think that it'll change itself john fossil where you at mike mccarthy where you at mike nolan where was where was the blitzing where was the the disguises that you put into to new orleans with your linebackers and you did it so well there they were one of the best defenses in the league underrated in my opinion and then you bring that defense to dallas and you have five sacks six sacks through three games with pro bowlers at every position alden smith has way more than fit than half of your sacks has like three quarters of your sacks with one guy who hasn't played football in five years that's 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 just unacceptable unacceptable look i am all on the bandwagon for dak prescott in this offense i love to watch this team play offense i i have my concerns but for the most part i give it a thumbs up but it's not just an offensive game your formula should not be dak prescott make us come back in this football game you gotta you gotta throw for 500 yards just to be in the in the realm of winning this football game defense i mean at this point we'll take what we can get that is horrible why did you bring in Mike Nolan if you're just going to run the same type of efficiency on defense as he did with Rod Marinelli? How is Rod Marinelli doing better in Las Vegas with the Raiders than he did ever in Dallas? I mean, he's only the, the defensive line coach. I get that. But I'm actually impressed by the defensive line in Las Vegas. They actually bring some pressure. It, it, their defense ain't bad. I mean, they couldn't stop... Uh, well, I mean, they couldn't stop, uh, who did they play yesterday? They couldn't stop the Patriots. But, I, I mean, that's a lot to ask for. And You just get out-coached at that point. But Mike Nolan has been disappointing. Mike McCarthy has been disappointing. You can hype it up all you want in the offseason and training camp and show me clips of how this team is changing and the culture has been better as of late. But I need the Mike McCarthy in that documentary that was in tears because he wants to win. He wants to prove something. I'm not seeing that on Sundays. I'm not seeing that on the field. I need to see that Mike McCarthy. I need to see that urgency and the will to win. Dak Prescott has it. Amari Cooper has it. Cedric Wilson has it. Michael Gallup has it. Alden Smith has it but it takes more. It takes a village to win a football game in the league. If you would have been the Seahawks, I would have come on this podcast and said, I am wrong. There is some hope to this Cowboys team. I I would have said it straight up. I was wrong. They played better. And there is more to this football team. I'm saying right now, there is more to this football team, but are they going to find it? Probably not. There, there is potential on this roster. Yet they don't know how to drive the Ferrari. The engine is beautiful. You got the best tires. You got the best fuel. You got premium stuff built into this car. Yet you don't know how to drive it. That's not going to be fixed in a matter of weeks. That is a fundamental issue. There's a fundamental issue in the secondary. There's a fundamental issue in the defensive line. There is a fundamental issue on the sideline with this coaching staff that cannot be fixed. It needs to be in-house with Jerry Jones and Steven Jones. That's where it starts. If they don't recognize that they need safeties, might as well chalk up this season. Call it a day. Get ready for 2021. Until then, 1-2, 2-2, in two, two in two, 500, that's what the Cowboys are. And that's it. That's going to do it for this episode. I have uh, three straight weeks. I have uh, looked into this webcam. I've talked into this mic. And bashed the Cowboys. And rightfully so. So this is going to do it for episode 169 of the Bobalette Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, let's go through the plugs. Make sure to follow. Make sure to subscribe. Um, subscribe to the membership if you want to do a dollar five dollars ten dollars a month on anchor.fm slash bubble we are at 85 subscribers on youtube on the way to 100 ladies and gentlemen we are about to reach a thousand listens through apple podcast and spotify which is crazy and the last thing i'll talk about i am still doing the link for irving's cancer treatment it will be in the description down below to go fund me they made for him and his cancer treatment just donate anything that you can please do. I hope that he's doing well. I see him on Instagram. I see him on Twitter and he's always liking my stuff, man. I can't appreciate all the, uh, all the support that you've given me in a tough time that you have right now in your life. But I hope that these podcasts are helping you getting you by. And I wish you nothing but the best man can't kick cancer's ass. um, And and make it your bitch. That's all I could say. But I hope you're doing well, man. Anybody out there that wants to support a great guy in Irving, make sure to click on the on the link down in the script, description Excuse me, and uh, donate anything that you can or just show your support. Thank you. Hope you get better, Irving. And this is going to be episode 169 of the Bubble Sports Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bubble Bunch. Yeah. Hold on, tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now would you lose if it been a better draft?